Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios. This is Old School. Brought to you by Sand Hills Global. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves, that, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back. Happy Tuesday right here on Old School 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Old School, sponsored by Sandhills Global. Sandhills Global looking to fill hundreds of new openings in sales, traveling, sports, software development, web design, and more. Career and internship opportunities are available at the Global Headquarters in Lincoln. Apply today at sandhills.jobs. Get in contact with us, 402-464-5685, Lincoln Hotline, Sarder Heyman Text Line. Hit us with a what's up. Give us your thoughts on. Uh, I think we're going to hit the NBA draft lottery and and all that. We just showed Jay the uh, videos from Eurovision from those two songs we played. What, what's your thoughts, Jay? What's you, what's you think about that? I'm in amazement, <laughs> but now I see why uh, NFL players uh, think they can be rappers and guys that could just decide they want to be rappers. If that is getting on YouTube and having festivals or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and you're representing a country, rapping about vegetables. He's rapping about uh, going green, saving going the planet. Green. Going green. Going green is sexy. That's what he says. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in AF. amazement. It is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm in amazement, man. Uh, they, and they really, the suits were tight. Yeah, suits were tight. They, they were up there it. doing it. Yeah. Like if I, they I, just can't, play- I just cannot believe that's the best song in Norway. If they if they just even if you didn't use the lyrics, if they just played the music at a club, oh, it's, yeah, it's so catchy. One, I think it was, it might have been Latvia. Do you remember that? Uh, what does the fox say song? Yeah, I think that came from Latvia. I'm not surprised. So I'm not surprised anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised. Nothing surprised me anymore. Um, NBA drafted. So the so the the lottery. Selection happens tonight. So here are the options. Happy draft lottery day. Yeah, here are the options. So with the least amount of opportunity is Cleveland. So this is from least likely to win it. The number one pick, right? Cleveland, Charlotte, Clippers, Knicks, Wiz, Spurs, Lakers, Kings, Blazers, Pacers, Thunder. Pistons, Magic, Rockets. So Houston has the most odds. Houston, 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 Orlando, and Detroit all have a 14%. And Detroit got it last year, right? Yeah. So actually, the Lakers pick is going to New Orleans from the Anthony Davis trade. Yeah. And the Clippers pick is going to OKC. OKC. For Paul George. Through that. Yeah. So, so the Lakers don't have a pick. So, then, not, so, so OKC has two chances. So, so, so does this does this, does this mean the the league goes and get, gives the Knicks the Knicks a chance to come back and they get, they won't they never do. What was the last time the Knicks had number one pick? Patrick Ewing. Oh, so it's, they're due. They've been well, due. The fact that it's been seventeen the fact, years. The fact that it's 
been we'll put out there. <laughs> the, the fact that it's been put out there, I I, I wonder if they're gonna mag- the Knicks are magically gonna get it. Well, that's how it was with Zion. It was you put the most electric college basketball player in New York in Madison Square Garden, and you draw all the eyes, and then it then he went to New Orleans. So this is in that in that space, and and Rico was first thing this morning. He goes, uh, Bryce is up to, projected up to number twenty three. I'm like two three. Like we're not, I'm not really surprised. <laughs> I'm not surprised anymore. They his player comparison. You ready for this? I told DP. This is so weird. His player comparison was Zach Levine with less hops. I can see that a young Zach Levine. And it's hey, he slender sh- build. He shoots better than young Zach Levine did. So th- this, so the, the yeah, the, but yeah, the NBA draft projection on ESPN has Chet Holmgren as the number one pick. I mean, the I seven guess. footer from Gonzaga. And then, and I, I was kind of like, he doesn't, I'm not he, sure he, he how I feel about him. Yeah, I mean, right? Then I didn't Jam- get to see much of him in. I, I mean, I don't know if he's going to be in the post at all in the NBA either. But at at Gonzaga, they just kind of used him outside, and he would. Well, there are teams the that need a big. There are teams that need a big. So I mean, the next, but he's like an well, on the ball big. big. He's, he's not, not a, he's a, not big. a big. big. Yeah, but he's he's a long. Yeah. Yeah. So that, seven, he's also one. He's also a thin. Long, long, but he's gangly that can get in the way, and he and he's not soft by any means, but no. he's definitely needs a, a good year or two in the weight room. Here, here are the pro- here are the projected. Here, <laughs> yeah, yeah. one ninety five. Eat a sandwich, bro. Get some carbs, right? <laughs> I think the last time, I think the last time I weighed myself, I was like one eighty five. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, you could body him a, up a foot I'm, and a half shorter. Just so it. So here are the projected top five. At five, they have Keegan Murray from Iowa. At four, they have Jay Nivey from Purdue. At three, they have Banchero from Duke. Two, Jabari Smith from Auburn. And then uh, Holmgren. In this projection, they have... In this one that I'm looking at, has Shaden Sharp at five instead of mm-hmm. Keegan Murray. The rest was the same, though. In this one, they have Bryce at 28. At 28. This one doesn't have him in the first round. Well, they're wrong. This one has him 32, second pick in the second round. They are wrong. To Orlando. I could see that. But it has Malachi Branham going 14 to From Ohio State. Yeah. Jay, do you ever go back and, and look at, at like the year you were drafted and look at people who were drafted before you? And behind All the time. You? Yeah. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, everybody who went right around you. Yeah, all the time. I would do the same thing. Especially, um, like, the teams that I guess I thought I was going to go to or the team, like, or thought I was going to go to or wanted to. Like, the Redskins, they drafted a guy in the fourth round that didn't go to the combine. I guess he must have had a good personal workout. But then he got cut in training camp. Um, Who the Vikings picked. Um, Just, you know, of course you do. Mm -hmm. Just because, you know, obviously when you – Obviously, outlasted the majority of them. Played, you know, as better than, as good or better than some, or than a lot of them, and so forth and so on. You know, I mean, it's just part of the deal. And you know, like I said, we when we were talking about a week or so ago, we we're talking about Danny Woodhead. It worked out well for me. I can't. I mean, I'm not. Of course, I'd like to go two or three rounds higher, but you know, when I remember when Arizona drafted a linebacker from Florida, Johnny Rutledge, and I've wa- I watched him because of, you know we. You know, you just watch the you know guys that you see playing. It's like this dude can't play dead, right? 
and he got drafted before Mike Peterson, and I was like, this dude is a stud. And Mike Peterson on, went on to have a great career. Johnny Rutledge, not so much. Um, it's just part of the deal. Um, and like I said, it's supply and demand. You got to be, uh, you know, if players would be really diligent about, even when they go into the transfer portal, if you really kind of evaluate the transfer portal versus having an opportunity to play uh, at your present school, or going in the draft versus, you know, going in the draft when there's a ton of people or a ton of players at your position. Uh, yeah, you might want to go a year early, but it's probably better for you to go a year later. Um, and that's just the way it goes. But it's going to be interesting as the NBA draft. Chet Holmgren is going to have to get in the right situation for him, and they're going to have to accept that he's he, he's, he's a – He's a decent rebounder. The thing I worry about him is like they, you know, automatically they'll probably try to say, oh, Kevin Durant. You're not Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant can beat you off the bounce. Mm -hmm. And he can beat you off the bounce ever since he was born, right? I don't see Chet Holmgren getting to the rim or getting to his mid-range shot like Kevin Durant because he just doesn't have the skill set yet. I don't even think he had the skill set in, in college. So Jabari Smith is a potential guy. Um Great measurables um, at times was really dominant on a really, really good team. And then in the NCAA tournament just kind of went ghost a little bit. But I think you, you're willing to take the risk with him just because the upside is so, so much so high. And then also the ability to um, obviously you can forecast him a little bit easier because his improvement over the last two years, uh, both obviously in high school and then in the first year in college. Rico, what's from that draft projection projection that you have in there? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and it starts at fifteen, right? Is that is that where you uh, for the for the lottery? How do they line up one through fourteen? One through fourteen on this mock, just, yeah, and just in <laughs> just the order that they finished, yeah. Right. So if that flips, that changes who picks what. Mm -hmm. So that's that's the part with projections that any projection before lottery night is kind of off. Because yeah. you don't yeah, know. Yeah, because you'll, you'll really know. Well, you'll have a weird good idea of the first four picks after the night. Yeah. The weird thing is – well, not weird, but um, – so if you make it – not the play-in game, but if you actually make it into the playoffs, mm -hmm. you're not you're, – you can't be in the lottery. So New Orleans, who finished 36 and 49 – or 46, is not in the lottery. They're only in the lottery due to L.A., you know, not making the playoffs and them having L.A.'s pick. But their, their pick is – the pick that they're supposed to have that actually goes to Charlotte uh, is 15th, and they're 36 and, and 46, while Cleveland, who missed out on the playoffs because they so. lost in the playoff game, <laughs> in the play-in game, they finished 44 and 38. They had a winning record, and they're in the lottery. Well, I mean, but there have been teams in the past who had really good records who ended up at the top yeah. of the lottery. Like, that's just – sadly, that's how it works. I, I just, I'm fascinated by this because I, this is the first year where I don't think there is a number one. Player. Yeah. No. Like I don't yeah. think there's a guy that you go, okay, I will I can see why he's number I one. will move everything heaven and earth to get up to number one, take right. this this player. And I don't know that that's the case. I think that's also the case for next year as well. I don't even know any of the players that would come out next year. Right. Like I, I don't know who Yeah. I don't yeah, you don't have that dude because it's all there are a lot of potential guys. Chet Holmgren, potential. Jabari Smith. Potential. Paulo Boncaro. Potential. He, I feel like he's a little bit more ready he's, than he's the a, other two. Because physically he's yeah. ready. Right. And, and 6'10", 250. And he can get up and down the court, has a good enough outside shot that where he can stretch the D. He can beat you off the dribble. Um, 
So you got Physical good footwork, footwork and he can he, and he can defend. I mean, he's probably the most NBA ready out of those three. Then mm-hmm. Jabari and then Chet, I just think is just going to be. Are if you, Chet goes to Houston, that might work for him if they put him at power forward, and then you have Christian Wood, who is an extremely physical big man yeah. inside. Yeah, but Houston would mess that up. One hundred percent. Yes, yeah. <laughs> they would mess it up. They would probably get rid of Chris Wood and then make him be play hand play. Like, All right, you're at center. Yeah. One ninety five. They they would. Good luck, yeah, Rudy figure, Gobert. Yeah, figure figure it out. <laughs> uh, break help Jay help 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 me break down Boston and Milwaukee. I mean Miami. Um, again, somebody said yesterday that well, here's this thing that Boston's a great team. Miami's a a good team. A very good team. I went. Uh, are we dismissing an entire regular season for 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 the way they're matching up now? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know how anybody could say that. I mean, I think they're both two really really good teams. Um, they both, you know, have some depth. You know, for obviously you got your, you know, you got two headed monster on both of them. Uh, but they got guys that play roles and guys that played, you know, bigger roles when need be and. Like you said, it always comes down to number three. What number three on the team, whom no matter who it is, plays more consistently and better uh, throughout the, is the this, series? Is this is this is this Lowry time? Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I think it's either Lowry or Tyler Hero. Um, well, it, but is Hero number two? Who who's the two at Miami? Bam, I think it's Jimmy and Bam. Jimmy, Jimmy and goes, Bam. Jimmy one, Bam two. Then I mean, Tyler Hero needs to play really well. Then if Kyle Lowry plays, you know. Like he can, then you. I mean, you got to think they got Victor Oladipo coming off of like number eight. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think Kyle Lowry's your three. Tyler Hero was was a not a surprise because he played really well last year. Yeah, it was tw- yeah, twenty one points a game. But yeah, he yeah. Was six man of the year. Yeah, but six man of the year. It wasn't. It was. You weren't expecting twenty one points from from your six man from Tyler Hero. It, it, you know what's really going to be huge is the matchups. Who tries to who Jimmy Butler guards? Who who guards Jimmy Butler? Mm-hmm. Uh, who who Brown guards and who who guards Brown? The really big thing is who's going to guard Tyler Hero on from Boston, because Al Holford so, can so, probably hang, so hang Lowry's out. So Lowry's out. They said they're saying the research is that he's, oh, he's out. Okay, he's out. So that's what's really, really going to be huge. Who, who Marcus Smart decides to check? Is it Jimmy Butler or Tyra Hero? Can, can we put Marcus Smart and PJ Tucker in a, in, a, in the octagon and yes, just please. let it let it happen? Yes, please. They're both the same type of player. Um, bring different type of edge, you know, obviously to the team to the teams that they're on. Um, it, I think it's really really cool that they found a way to find a role on a team and it really be appreciated. And now it's a big role. Both of those guys who they are trying to check is going to have a big influence on this series um because if you just say hey jimmy butler and tatum are going to be a wash they're going to get theirs mm-hmm. okay does that mean pj tucker goes with brown and then bam and horford okay then who does marcus smart check you get what i'm saying mm-hmm. and then um you know i think i think you put you wouldn't you put smart on tyler hero i would you? i would too because I, I mean hey, I quite, hey quite as kept don't don't tatum and brown can d up oh yeah and see they're long they're both physical you got horford who's physical um, you got Pritchard coming off the bench. You got Thighs. Um, now, the big thing is if Williams is healthy, if eventually or can get him, see, then that frees up Al Holford. So then it's a really big problem for Miami because Williams can handle Bam, which is they're both athletic, get up and down the court, um, and he can score inside. So he's going to obviously 
assuming wear Bam down a little bit, then Horford can be more free to do his thing because Horford can guard on the pick and rolls and switches. So that right there takes Boston to a whole nother level. But the one thing that people don't understand is the – you can say it's the culture, but Eric Spoltra, the ability to in-game adjust uh, and adjust during a series. That's so, it was so huge when they played Philly, what they did to essentially once they saw blood, they didn't they, – they just was like, we got this team down. And, we're, and that's when – that versus Golden State, right? You get what I'm saying? Like Golden State went out there, and uh, granted they closed them out, but they went out there and kind of Cadillac and got in. See, that's not Miami's type of deal. When Miami loses, they they're just consistently going to play the same way, and then they're going to make adjustments because they know every time that they step on the court, you know what you got. Um, it'll be interesting to see if Golden State has learned their lesson because if they have a game like that against Dallas, because Dallas is built on confidence. And you give Dallas a little bit of confidence, they'll mess around and run all three games, and that's when you know you're going home and be like, I, we shouldn't have lost to them. But I think Golden State um, should come through. I like I, just depth wise. Um, I think defensively, if they, when they get Steve Kerr back, what they'll do defensively to the, you know, the B players on Dallas will be um, a lot better than Phoenix. I think Phoenix, for whatever reason, it's easy to blame Chris Paul because of Pat Beverly, but. They didn't play defense at all. DeAndre Ayton uh, uh, is not as physical as you'd like him to be. And Dallas inside – well, first of all, anybody went inside against – that should never happen. And, but Dallas beat those guys up physically and, and then just – It was a mugging. It was right. a mugging. I mean, you had Brunson, who's like my height, posting guys up, getting busy. They're hard to defend. They're hard to defend, but they weren't playing any defense. I'm just like you said. When Luca pokes post post up center and hits him in the face with a step back jumper, sure, it's, it's over. At that point, just just pack your bags and say, "Listen, we're cool." Luca right. led in every statistical category in that like series. we're cool, like right. we're, we're done. So but more points to Devin Booker, more assists to Chris Paul, more rebounds than than. Oh, it was just a one man wrecking crew. Yeah, I, I do want to have the conversation. Let's go to break. When we come back, I want to have the Pat Beverly conversation <laughs> because he's <laughs> that at guy, it. Right? He's at it. Uh, Rico, we need to find the clip. Yeah, I'll find it. And then which we'll, we'll, which clip? <laughs> yeah, Pat Beverly being Pat Beverly. You're listening to Old School with DP and J. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.